everyone. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday. It is March 10th. It's 2020, and we have nine basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. I am joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? Uh, I mean, after the scrambling from the Bucks today, surprisingly enough, I don't think I'm losing money, so pretty darn good. <laughs> I'm losing money. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, my friend. I only I only played on Fanduel today though, so having um, DiVincenzo and Middleton in my lineup over there gonna be tough to cash with uh, two zeros. Yeah, that's never never really a good thing. But yeah, yes, definitely ready to move on to Tuesday slate. Um, I hate feeling like it's already April NBA though, so like <laughs> I feel like April is gonna be awful this year. Um, yeah, so. Luckily, when I was breaking this down, I don't think we have any teams on a back-to-back on this slate, uh, on the second end of the back-to-back anyway. So, you know, we'll kind of have to see how this plays out, but we should be okay. Um, Let's jump right in. Let's get started here with the Knicks at Washington, 227 total. Washington favored by three and a half. Uh, DSJ is questionable, and on the Washington side, Ish Smith is out. Uh, Grant, standing out to you here for the Knicks. I mean, it's really – it's Peyton and it's Randall. Peyton's in there at 6,300 matchup versus Washington. Yes, they may be a little bit better defensively as of recently, but they are still not a great defensive team, and they still run the fourth-best pace in the NBA. It's a great spot for Peyton. He's done fairly well recently. Still getting low 30s minutes, especially if the game stays close. So 6,300 seems like a little bit too low of a price tag for him in this fast-paced matchup. Randall, same thing, 7,600. His minutes have kind of been up and down. They – like, the problem is you can't entirely trust them. Occasionally, they'll just let them loot or not play the entire fourth quarter. But I don't think that'll be the spot here. I really like Randall at 7,600, and I think he offers a decent amount of upside. Outside of him, like, Marcus Robinson, uh, or Mitchell Robinson, is fine. Not a huge fan of him here. His price tag is about where it should be. R.J. Barrett, his price tag is about where he should be. Don't think I'm going with Harkless or any of those other guys here. So I think it's just Peyton and Randall for me. Yeah, I don't mind Elf um, in in large field tournaments. Like you said, I don't mind Randall either. But I do actually like Robinson a little bit more than you do. We know Washington pretty bad against you know opposing bigs all season um i think this is a a matchup that robinson could have some upside and you know it's just it's really just been an injury season for him that's like knocked him down but played 27 minutes in the last game against detroit i think if he gets like 27 minutes in this spot he's a guy that could easily go like six seven x here so Really just going to come down to the minutes for Robinson, but I do think this is a spot that, like, in tournaments, I'll definitely take some shots on him. Um, I'm with you on R.J. Barrett. Like, the minutes are just all over the place. He is getting some shot attempts up, but really just not doing much outside of scoring um, for a $5,400 price tag. Love the matchup for him. Just don't um, love the upside right now. On the Washington side of things, you know, obviously anytime Washington comes up on the slate, Bradley Beal is somebody that we're going to talk about. Um, Over 50 fantasy points in seven of the last 10 games. He's expensive here. We are going to have a ton of value on this slate because there's 50 guys on the injury report. Um, What do you like here for Washington? Yeah, Beal is Beal. Like, it's not a terrible matchup. He's priced up, but he can absolutely pay off the price tag. 10-2 is a little bit tough, and I think I'd rather go with some other spend-ups here. But Beal is definitely in play. Um, obviously, without Ish, Napier, he played 40 minutes in the last game. Don't know if we'll see that again, but he should be in for a lot of minutes um, in this spot here. 5600 not a terrible price tag, and it's a decent matchup here. So Napier would be the other guy to look at. Bertans, 5300 He's priced right. Hachimura. 4900 he's priced right. I don't think there's really anyone else that I have any interest in over on Wizards on a nine-game slate. All right. Yeah, this is a game that, like, I could see a game stack of this game winning a GPP, um, but I'm probably going to end up, like, not being one of those people that have a ton of exposure to this game. So, um. Let's move on. We got Boston at Indiana taking on the Pacers. 215 total. 
Boston favor by one. Jalen Brown's out. Um, on the Pacers' side, Brogdon is out. Lamb is out. McDermott is doubtful. Oladipo is questionable. Let's start here with Boston. Um, yeah, you know, Brown out. Tatum's been absolutely fantastic, um, you know, in the second half, second half of the season. Hasn't been great in the last two games, but the shot attempts are still way up. Uh, what do you like here for Boston? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like Kemba, I don't know how many minutes he's going to be playing. He played 31 in the last game. They probably still, like, don't really have any reason to throw him in there for too many minutes. He's probably not going to get into the mid-30s would be my guess. Tatum, yes, he hasn't done as well in the last two games. Kemba coming in probably hurts his upside a little bit. Yes, he's had some big games with Kemba in there, but sitting there at 8.9K in a matchup versus Indy, um, I don't think that he's worth it for me. There's too many other guys in the low nines, high eights that are much better plays in my opinion. I don't mind taking a shot on him in tournaments, but like really not a guy that I want to have a lot of exposure to. Gordon Hayward had a big game last game. Don't know if I want to pay 7K for him in a matchup versus Indy. It's a fine play, but not great. Smart, Tice. Like, I just really don't have any interest in any Boston players in a slower matchup versus good Indy defense. Yeah, the only, like, interest that I have in this game is just knowing, like, the importance of this game uh, for both teams, really. Like, you know, we're starting to get to that point of the season where, like, we, we need to do our due diligence and, like, be looking at, like, where teams are at playoff wise and stuff like that. So like, you know, that is one of the reasons that I have, you know, some interest in this game just um, because of those reasons. But, you know, when you look at this game overall, it's tough to love it. You know, it's going to be one of the slower paced games. It's going to be one of the games that have really, you know, has really good defense played, but I think Tatum's interesting in tournaments. I think Hayward's a little interesting. Um, I do think Kemba plays over 30 minutes at 7,200. I wish he was a little bit cheaper um, so we could really take advantage of, like, just the lack of minutes here recently. But, yeah, like, I don't hate Boston. I like Tatum. I like Marcus Smart a little bit as well. And the other guy that I like here is Daniel Tice. He's going to have to play minutes in this game. A little bit cheaper on some of the other sites outside of DraftKings, but he's, they're going to need him to play minutes in this game. Um, you know, they're going to need his size, so I, I don't mind him. On the Pacers side of things, you know, Brogdon out, Oladipo questionable. There's just so many question marks going into this game. I think, like, TJ Warren at 6K is certainly somebody that uh, we need to be looking at. What do you like here for the Pacers? Yeah, especially if uh, Oladipo ends up sitting, like we already had Brogdon out. If Oladipo ends up sitting – Warren's probably going to get his normal mid to high 30s minutes here. Um, the usage will go up a bit. He's a good play at 6K, especially if Oladipo is out. So bonus, like you run court IQ, he really doesn't get a massive upgrade without Brogdon on the floor, but he still gets a decent upgrade. He's probably going to play the minutes. Like anytime that there's a little bit more usage to go around, Sabonis so is definitely a part of it almost every single time here. So Sabonis so sitting there at 8.9K is expensive, but I think he's a good spend up on the slate. Should get you a nice floor and a big ceiling, especially if this game ends up staying close. Turner, probably not. Like, Holiday or McConnell. Like, maybe if McConnell gets the start instead of Holiday for some reason, then that's that's fine. Um, but I'd really, like, I don't want to pay 4800 for Holiday. Yes, he could get there, but more than likely he's not going to. He's just going to play minutes and not really do a ton while he's in there. Everyone else is going to be making the plays. Like, I, I just really – it's the spend-up guys. Like, there's better spots on the slate. Yeah, like, if Oladipo sits, like, if we take Lamb, McDermott, and, you know, Brogdon off the floor, Oladipo has a 33% usage rate, and he's averaging 1.2 fantasy points per minute. But Warren, 5% increase in that um, same scenario. Like, if we take Oladipo off, plus those three guys running court IQ over on Roto-Grinders, you know, we see that T.J. Warren has a 29.5% usage rate. Um, Sabonis actually kind of goes down uh, 4% and, um, you know, a quarter of a fantasy point per minute. So I think Sabonis is, like, kind of an interesting, you know, stay away if these guys get ruled out. And I, I just – I like this spot for T.J. Warren. Um, like you said, you could definitely look at the guards depending on who's starting and who's not starting. Um, but, you know, for me – Main target here is T.J. Warren. Aaron Holiday um, is okay, but you know he's kind of priced where he should be here. So 
you know, again, I don't love this game, so I'm okay with, you know, just getting a couple pieces to this game and not going like super crazy here. So uh, anything else? No, no, not really. Like there are a lot of interesting games on the slide. Next one is very interesting. It's what I think it is. All right. Uh, we got Cleveland at Chicago. Nope. Wasn't the one I thought. um no total in this game we have a ton of injuries here grant uh grab a cold one um exum's out garland's out porter's out thompson's out um on the chicago side archie is questionable dunn is out hutchinson's out cornett's out levine is out um whoo all right um we'll, we'll start here with the the cleveland side of things first um what a mess. What are we looking at here for Cleveland? I mean, Drummond up at the top. Like, the biggest thing with Drummond since he's coming to Cleveland is, is he going to end up getting the minutes? And whenever Tristan Thompson's out, he generally ends up getting the minutes. And his ceiling is just absolutely massive. Look at the last two games, 57 points, 60 points. You run court IQ with the guys off the floor. like, And it's only 50-minute sample size, but he is averaging 60 points per 36. So, I think he's way too underpriced here. 8,700 is too low. Matchup versus Chicago is a good one. Like, if this game stays close, which and they're two bad teams, and in all likelihood should stay close. Chicago's a four-point favorite. Um, Drummond should absolutely smash. I love him. Do you think it's going to be Chalky? He might be yeah. in this spot. Just because of, like, the matchup and, like, I think yeah. – yeah, I think he could get some ownership here. I just don't know. The only reason that I say he might not be chalky is just because people have really given up on trusting him. So that'd be the only thing. Yeah, but I think the last two games might get people on him. Um, but yeah, he's a guy that I really, really like in this spot. Kevin Love, 8.1K. Like with Drummond in there, his rebound numbers should probably take a bit of a hit. Like his usage will take a bit of a hit. 8.1, I think it's too much for me to pay for him. Even though he's going to get a lot of minutes, he's still not a guy that I look at. Sexton at 7K, however, I think that he offers a lot of upside. Without Garland in there, his shot attempts have been up. He's probably going to be heavily involved in this game. It's a good matchup. So he's a guy that I really like here. Him and Drummond, and then probably not going Nance, but CD. Like, I always hate trying to figure out when to play him and when not to play him, but he's going to play minutes. He's 5.4K. He's priced up a little bit. He offers a little bit of upside, but not a ton. I think that he's more in play if you're going to game stack it. Um, but Drummond and Sexton are fantastic plays, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I'm with you on Drummond. I, I think I'd willing to just, at this point of the season, I'm going to take risks a little bit more than I am towards the beginning of the season. Um, so I think Drummond's definitely a guy that's, you know, worth worth taking a shot on here. Like, let's just – Let's roll the dice, you know, see what happens, right? Like, at the end of the day, you know, there's so many question marks on every slate right now. Um, you know, good play sitting for no reason. So, um, the other guy that I wanted to mention here is Deladova. He's just going to play a ton of minutes. He's only 4K. I know his price has come up, um, but look at the minutes um, with all these guys out and all these guys are out again. So, you know, Porter's out, Exum's out, Garland's out. Like, Deladova – isn't sexy by any means, um, you know, clicking his name on any slate, but I think you have to, you have to look at him here at 4k. Yeah. I forgot to mention him, but just remember the 45 minutes is because the game went to overtime. No, but I think he plays 30 at 4k in a game against Chicago. Yeah. It's not a bad play. I was just letting people know when they look at 35 and 36 points, the last two games, I don't think the double digit assists are necessarily a guarantee right now. So just don't click. I'm expecting like a guaranteed 30 plus points. No, you're, you're clicking him expecting like <laughs> what? <laughs> give me, give me my 25. <laughs> yeah. That'd make me happy. Yeah. I, I'll take 25 at that price point. Sign me up. Um, the Chicago side, obviously a lot of injuries here. Um, Man, Grant, my boy Shaq Harrison has been doing really well. Um, I know they priced him up, but hard not to like him in this spot with all these guys out for Chicago. You know, him and Valentine, 
you know, they're going to, they're going to play. It's just Valentine hasn't been getting the minutes, um, you know, marketing at 4,700, played 26 minutes last time out. If we think this game stays kind of big and they give marketing um, a couple extra minutes, they give Wendell Carter Jr. a couple extra minutes, like these guys could be really interesting tournament plays. They're super risky. Um, nothing safe whatsoever about it. But um, again, like, like I was just saying, I'm willing a lot more to roll the dice at this time of the year. Yeah, I think you can roll the dice on pretty much anyone here. Valentine would probably be my least favorite of the bunch, but marketing 4,700, way too cheap if he ends up getting 30 minutes in the spot. I know he's only been back for a few games and being a little bit cautious with him, but with all the injuries and with everything and the matchup, I could see him getting a few extra minutes here and playing 30 plus minutes, doing really well. Like it's a good spot for bigs going up against Cleveland. I like him. Kobe White sitting there at 6,800. Like, it seems like a lot, but he's been paying it off every single time. The shot attempts in the last four games, 21, 21, 22, 20. And he hasn't shot particularly well in most of those games. He's shot all right, but he hasn't had a great shooting outing. So he's going to still get the minutes. He's going to eat up the usage. Cody White, I, I still am willing to pay. I think he's in the starting line. Uh, did they already confirm what the starting lineup is? Yeah, that's what I, I thought it was weird too. I saw that on DraftKings already. Well, I saw, I saw that they confirmed that Cody White was starting uh, earlier today. I can't remember when uh, that happened, but like I wasn't sure if they confirmed the rest of the lineup. Strange, but in any case, like Markinen, White, Wendell Carter Jr., all three of them are in play, and so is Shaq. Like they're going to play the minutes with all the injuries here. The usage is going to be there. It's against Cleveland, who's one of the best teams uh, or one of the best matchups on the board. They're 25th or worse against four of the five positions in terms of fantasy points given up. So this game's projected to be close. All these guys are going to play minutes. So I I don't have a problem with any of them. Valentine would be probably my least favorite. Marketing's my favorite, followed by White. Um, but, yeah, any of them for tournaments are great, great play. I really hope people get sticker shock on Kobe White. Like – like I don't want to pay sixty eight hundred for Kobe White, but I think he could absolutely smash in this spot. And at the end of the day, I'm perfectly fine clicking his name at sixty eight hundred. I don't care. I mean, he's five x this price tag in eight straight. Like, and he's got a few six x's in there. I think he's got seven x at this price tag. So yeah, I don't care. Like, I don't care if he's 6,800. If I'm getting 20 shots from a guy at 6,800 who's going to be involved in other facets of the game, I have no problem with that. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, sign me up. All right, uh, moving on. We got the Orlando Magic at Memphis. Uh, 224 total. Memphis favored by two in this game. Aminu, Fournier, Isaac out on the Orlando side. Clark, Triple J, Winslow out on the Memphis side. Um, Grant, Let's start here with the Orlando Magic. You know, I think that, you know, with Fournier already ruled out, this is a pace-up spot for Orlando. You know, Memphis, a team, like, that has been playing at um, the ninth fastest pace over the last month. Orlando's been playing at the 12th fastest pace over the last month. A big upgrade um, overall in the season for the Orlando Magic when you are looking at it. They're 26 overall, and Memphis – it's kind of in that same range at seven and eight. Um, what do you like here for Orlando? Um, Vooch sitting there at 9,100. Yes, I have Valanciunas there on the other side. And I think it's a decent spot where if you play Vooch, you play Valanciunas on the other side, assuming that Valanciunas is going to get some extra minutes going up against him. Uh, but Vooch is definitely in a spot. High up pace matchup. Not terrible overall. Like, I know that they're fairly decent at limiting – bigs so far this season but they're without Clark they're without Triple J so he's gonna have some time in the game going up against who knows who um so I like Vooch there Aaron Gordon's in there 7900 is not a guy that I really want to play I know that he's been playing really well had a few letdown spots but mostly since even before the all-star break has been crushing just that at 8,000 like I I don't know if I really want to play him I'm not going to talk you off of it but there's a big enough slate where even if he goes for 50, you're probably still all right. Um, Ross should get a boatload of minutes in this one with all the injuries. 5,800, it's a decent price tag, but it's a pace-up matchup. He should crush here. Fultz, do, are they going to start Fultz and Augustine? 
I wasn't it, watching it, the game on Saturday or Sunday. It'll be interesting to see what they roll out here against Memphis because Michael Carter Williams played um like twenty five, twenty six minutes, twenty seven minutes the other night. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, be on the lookout for who they end up starting here. Um, but like one of these guards is probably going to be pretty, pretty, pretty. They darn started good play. a Wandu, if I remember correctly, Friday against Minnesota, right. but I don't know who they started on Saturday or Sunday against Houston. Yeah, I'm trying Sunday's to remember. NASCAR day, man. I don't, I, I love the Orlando magic, but I'm not, I'm not watching the magic over NASCAR. <laughs> I was on crunch time. I just like, I remember Fultz was questionable and then he got ruled in. So I got, I got distracted, but, uh, yeah, I mean, one of these guards is probably going to go off for a pretty darn good game, but Vooch and Ross are great plays in my opinion. Yeah, Ross, obviously a lot of upside in this matchup. Um, I think Vooch has a lot of upside in this matchup too. I don't mind uh, Foltz here, and I was quickly looking. They started um, Ennis, Foltz, Gordon, Vooch, and Awandu um, was the starting lineup against Houston. So, Ennis, he did not play a ton. Um, they ended up using Michael Carter and Williams a lot, um, even in like the third quarter and the fourth quarter instead of Ennis. So just kind of watch that. Like, you know, with some of these injuries, this game could go smaller too. Um, I think Michael Carter Williams is definitely somebody you could potentially look at here in large field tournaments um, as a difference maker, a large field tournament play. And like DJ Augustine, he's been playing great here recently too. Um, you know, firing those guys up in large field tournaments and taking a shot wouldn't play them together. But, um, you know, I think the upside is certainly um, worth looking at. And like you said, Ross, uh, on the Memphis side of things, you know, Orlando, they have not been good as good defensively um, with some of the injuries. Is there anything standing out to you from Memphis? I mean, J-Val could get a little boost in man. We always worry about how many he's going to play and his price tags all the way up at 8-2, but in this spot, we could potentially see him play low 30s. And even at 8-2, like, he can go for a 60-point game in any given spot here. So I don't mind him. Morant, like, yes, he'll randomly put up a massive game. Sitting there at 7.1K, not my favorite. It's not a good matchup for him. He'll probably struggle a little bit. Brooks, decent matchup for him. His price tag isn't bad, but he's taken a little – after his just ridiculous cold streak, he's not getting a ton of shot attempts recently. Fouling's always an issue, but with the injuries there, I think with that Fournier in there, he's probably not going to end up fouling out. So I expect low 30s minutes for him here. Um, if he has a good shooting game, he can crush. Kyle Anderson going up against Aaron Gordon may be in for a few extra minutes. He's a guy that I think you can definitely look at. I know he's 4,600, but he still could potentially have some upside getting a few extra minutes because – like, if he gets low 30s, I know that we've seen him just do absolutely nothing in those bins before, but this is a spot where I think he could do a little bit more on the defensive end going up against Gordon and could be involved a little bit more on the offensive end. So it's Valanchunas, it's Brooks, and it's maybe Kyle Anderson in tournaments. Although, who knows, maybe they'll put in Jackson against him just because they need a little bit of extra boost for the offense. Yeah, Jackson's actually been really interesting. Over 25 fantasy points in four straight games in very limited minutes. Um, team bench for sure. Um, I don't know if I necessarily would recommend Josh Jackson, but, um, man, he could easily get 30 fantasy points here, um, even in 20 minutes, especially if this game goes a little bit smaller and he picks up 22, 23 minutes. So, oh, Gosh, Josh Jackson. Of all people, Grant. You can always tell when it gets towards the end of the season. So Yeah. Oh, gosh. I've played, <laughs> um, him. I've played him so much. Every single year he's been in the NBA pretty much. And right? We just, like, I've, got some, I've got some Josh Jackson bankroll I, I can afford to lose. I'm a sucker for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, life today is kind of a lot. It forces us to always be on. But every now and then, it's important to just stop and crack open a mountain cold Coors Light and chill. So when you choose to turn off, choose the one beer that's made to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment made to chill. These days, everything is go, go, go. Nonstop hustle has taken over, and it's kind of a lot. There's work, friends, family, a million pressing social issues, and ex expectation to be on all the time. If the pace of things is wearing you down, 
take a moment, pause, refresh yourself. You need a moment to turn off a little bit, you know, mindlessly scrolling the internet, binge watching TV, going golfing, just a drink. And when you choose to turn off, reach for the one bale beer that is made to chill. Coors Light is brewed with a three-step cold process, cold lager, cold filtered, and cold packaged, so it's actually made to chill. The mountains on Coors Light's cold-activated bottles and cans turn blue when chilled to perfection. Born in the Rocky Mountains of Colorado in 1978, Coors Light is refreshing, crisp, and only 102 calories. That's why Coors Light is the one I choose when I need a moment to chill. So when you want to reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, cold and Golden, Colorado. Dallas at San Antonio, no total in this game. Uh, a lot of injury news that are going to be following in this one. Um, Brunson's out. Willie Cauley-Stein is out. Seth Curry is out. Luca is questionable. Finney Smith is questionable. Michael Kidd Gilchrist is out. And Powell is out. On the San Antonio side of things, LaMarcus is doubtful. DeJounte Murray is out. Potal is out. And Lonnie Walker is questionable. Grant, I hate to say it, but I think this game and this injury news is really going to dictate the old slate. Um, who's in, who's out, who's playing, like, could open up everything here. Uh, let's start with Dallas. Obviously, there's a ton of injuries that we're potentially monitoring here. The first thing's first. If Lucas sits, Porzingis, even at 9,300 going up against San Antonio, is a top-end play here. Yeah, absolutely. 9,300, like the usage will go up. Even with Luka on the floor recently, he's been absolutely incredible. Like, I know that he's been getting a ton of steals, a ton of blocks, but it doesn't matter. Like, without Luka on the floor, the usage is going to go up drastically. It's a good matchup going up against San Antonio. Like, everything just sets up perfectly if Luka ends up missing for Brazingis, and he's going to be one of the top, if not the top, spin up on the entire slate. Although, the next game could could change that a little bit. Uh Outside of that, like, depending, with Brunson out, with Curry out, if Luka's out, like, DeLon Wright could be in for a lot more minutes here. Berea could end up getting minutes, and it's priced at 3300 You know that they occasionally throw in a weird uh, rotation in there. Like, they get a decent amount of scoring off the bench with their guards, so they could throw in a weird lineup just to get some usage off the bench. So be on the lookout for this. Hopefully we'll get it before lock. I don't know if we entirely will, but – DeLon Wright could be in for a decent amount of extra minutes, an uptick in usage. Don't know if I'm paying $6,300 for Hardaway, but you know what? He can go for a big game. He just went for a big game. Uh, but, like, yeah, we need to kind of wait and see what the starting lineup is going to be because any one of these guards, if Luka is out, could be a very good viable play and offer you a ton of value. But Wright would be the one I would expect the most. Yeah, um, obviously we're going to have to wait, but Wright sets up as a really strong play. Um, it, man, like Courtney Lee, I know like <laughs> it's getting to the point where like we'll, we're going to have to wait to see if like Finney Smith sits. If Finney Smith sits, I think Courtney Lee at 3,400 is another guy that we're going to be potentially looking at for value. Um I don't trust J.J. Barea to get minutes at this point. Like, the minutes are just all over the place for him. Um, if Triple – if if DS – if Finney Smith sits again, I think Justin Jackson could play some interesting minutes here. But we're going to have to wait. We're going to see – we're going to need to see if Luca's out. We're going to need to see if Finney Smith is out. Um, but there's, there's a ton of value that's going to potentially open up in this spot. Uh, the San Antonio side of things, you know, LaMarcus Doubtful – DeJounte Murray out, you know, Trey Lyles, Rudy Gay, um, Derek White, all these guys set up a re- really, really strong plays. Even DeRozan at like 60, what is it, 63, 7,400. Um, all these guys are very, very much in play here. Yeah, I mean, we've always known that LMA has been out for a while and he's doubtful. I'm assuming he's not going to play. So, like, DeRozan gets an uptick in usage there, but – Without Murray in the game, that gives him another uptick in usage. I know he hasn't been playing off very well, but 7,400 in this spot with these injuries, he can absolutely smash this price tag any given time, and he'll get another uptick in usage. Um, Lyles is going to end up playing minutes. They're going to need him going up against Porzingis. So he should be in for a boatload of minutes here and probably an uptick in usage too without Murray in the game. 
Yeah, White, Forbes, Patty Mills, one of these guys are going to go off. White's in there at 4,600, Forbes at 35, Mills at 31. All these guys are too cheap if they're going to end up getting the minutes here. So one of these guys is going to get an uptick. And then outside of that, like I'd assume that Gay would be in the game for a decent amount here. I assume he'd probably be a potential smash spot, high 30s, because, again, there's going to be an uptick in usage without Murray in the game again. So, all these guys, like, be on the lookout and figure out who. No, just this game. Sorry. Like, this game is just uh, so tough to explain the night before when we don't know exactly. When this, when we get the injury news at, you know, 130 or 530, like, it's still going to be tough to explain and try to figure out. Like, you know how you attack this game? You wait until you get a starting lineup. Yeah. Have a lot of guys in this game and be ready to pivot them around on late swap sites or on non-late swap sites have multiple different lineups ready based on what we're going to know by before then, because it's an hour after lock. So we may not have everything. And we know that pop has a tendency to just mess with us every single time. Uh, so you know what, who knows, <laughs> who knows what's going to end up happening here. <laughs> right. All right, uh, Minnesota, Houston, two forty-six total here. Um, Houston favored by twelve and a half in this game. Car Anthony Towns remains out for Minnesota, and then on the Houston side, Eric Gordon and Ben McLemore are both questionable. Um, let's start here with Minnesota. This game not projected to stay close. Um, D'Angelo Russell's expensive. He hasn't like he hasn't shown that like Golden State upside here um, recently. <sighs> You know, Malik Beasley's been really consistent, over 30 fantasy points in four straight. Is there anything standing out to you for Minnesota? I mean, honestly, I don't care. With a one with a two forty-four total, like this is a good spot <laughs> to stack up. Like I like everyone. I don't not really in love with anyone, but I like everyone. It's gonna be a high scoring game. Obviously, Houston, not great versus big, so Nas could be in for a decent amount of minutes. Who knows how they'll try to match up. There's always a chance they try and go small. Maybe James Johnson, Hernan Gomez get a few extra minutes here. But Beasley and Russell, like I don't care if Russell hasn't had a big game really uh, being over in Minnesota. Like he's still shooting the ball pretty often. He's still heavily involved. If this game actually stays close, then Russell could be in for a massive, massive game here. So I don't care. I'll play Russell. I'll play Beasley. I'll play Reed. I'll play Hernan Gomez, and I'll probably even throw in some Johnson just in case they need him for his defense here. But, like, it, if I had to rank him, it's probably from the top down in terms of pricing. That's how I would rank him. Yeah. Um, you know, James Johnson, obviously, he's been playing really decent, uh, really solid here. Um, man, this game is just another game that, like, you're going to get a lot of exposure to, you don't feel like, you know, it's necessarily going to be great, but Beasley, um, Nas, Russell on the Houston side of things, um, Westbrook and Harden's like their numbers are so close to each other here. Um, recently, like what's your thoughts when, you know, you're looking at this spot, um, for either one of these guys throw one in every single lineup almost uh throw one or the other i don't have a big lean one way or the other one i think i'd go slightly towards westbrook just because like he's cheaper that's very much it but the guy i really love here is covington it's covington revenge d covington revenge yes yeah um but i absolutely love covington obviously didn't play a ton in that last game because it was pretty much a blowout at halftime but this game, if it stays close here, he's probably going to play a good amount of minutes. It's a revenge spot for him. He's probably going to be chucking the ball more. It's a good. It sets up as a good spot for him defensively. So I really, really like Covington in this spot. Play Westbrook, play Harden, play whoever you want else from this game. But I really, really like Covington. Oh, good old Bob Covington. Um yeah, like I, I get it, you know the revenge factor, all that, <laughs> all that jazz. Um, sure, I, I don't have any issues, any issues playing Covington here. I'm with you on Westbrook. I like Westbrook a little bit more than I like Harden in this game. I think they're both in play. 
Um, outside of that, like, I just don't really love anything else here. You know, Daniel House Jr. is playing minutes, hasn't really done much with that opportunity. P.J. Tucker is going to play minutes. He's not going to do much either. So, like, for me, I like the Covington call. Um, large field tournament play, if Eric Gordon and McLemore both end up sitting in this game, I think you can roll the dice on Jeff Green, of all people. Um he at 4k should play minutes if both of those guys end up sitting in like, you know, 28 minutes at 4k good old Jeff green grant. That's where we're at this season. I mean, I feel like that kind of happens every single year. I remember when he was playing, playing center for Cleveland. (laughs) I know when he made me a lot of money one night. I don't remember that night. I remember all the nights where he lost me a bunch of money. He's lost me a ton of money a lot too, but there, there, there's been times when Jeff Green does Jeff Green things, and I think this is a spot you can – he played for the Orlando Magic when he won me a bunch of money one night. Oh, man. Yeah, of all things, right? <laughs> um, anything else from this one? No, just stack this game up a lot and hope it stays close. Phoenix at Portland, no total in this game. Uh, Aiton is questionable. Cam Johnson's out. Kaminsky's out. Ubre's out. Um, on the Portland side, Collins and Hood remain out. Um, let's start here with Phoenix. Uh, anything standing out to you here for the Suns? I mean, if Aiton ends up missing, then I think you can absolutely play Booker, Rubio. I don't know if I'm chasing Baines. Um, I know that. He had that ridiculous night the other night, and he had a pretty decent night last time out. But, like, I don't know. He's a fine play. I, I just – this is a big enough slate where I'd probably avoid him. Bridges is going to play minutes. I don't think I'm playing him. I think it's – it all depends on Aiden. If Aiden ends up playing, then I don't know if I'm going to go too heavy on either, either any of these guys. Aiden would probably be my preferred guy. Uh, but if Aiden misses, then it's Rubio and it's Booker for me. I can obviously put up massive games. It's going to be a high-scoring game in this one. Like, I don't know which one it'll be. It could potentially be both, but Booker and Rubio are the two I'd look at. Oh, man. Um, if Aiden sits, I know Baines is kind of expensive, but, like, <laughs> this is the game he just went off in. Like, he just scored 69 fantasy points against this team um, four days ago. Like, this team's been terrible against bigs all season. He, I think he's definitely in play if we get news at eight and sits. Um, I think Booker is, you know, one of the high-end guys that you definitely want to have some exposure to in this game. Um, I think rookie Rubio is a guy you want to have some exposure to in this game. So uh, this is definitely a game that I'm going to be targeting, but I like this game a lot more if we get news that Aiton's going to sit. Yep. Um, on the Portland side of things, like, you know, Lillard always in play white side, um, always in play like white side, even more of eight and sits. Um, McCollum's price is slowly going down. Um, I think he has a little upside at that price, but probably not going to be a guy that I end up on here. Yeah, pretty much the same. Like, I don't, I don't think I'm playing McCollum at all. Uh, don't think I'm playing mellow with Lillard back. I mean, 5,600, yes, it can go off for a pretty decent game, but a guy that I'm probably going to avoid entirely. Lillard's the interesting one, obviously, since he's come back. He really hasn't put up the monster numbers that he was putting up prior to getting injured. Uh, So he's still playing minutes, but 41, 36, and 30 in the last three games, I don't know if I really – Big field GPPs, yes, go ahead and play him. He's going to come in at low ownership. He's a 1,000 cheaper than he was prior to getting injured. He can absolutely go off for a massive game, but I would strictly reserve him for big field tournaments. Whiteside, he can go off for a big game, but 9K, like, I'm not overwhelmingly excited to play him. I might cross off all the Portland players outside of a few tournament darts on the Lord and Whiteside. Brooklyn at LA taking on the Lakers, 223.5 total here. Lakers favored by 12 in this game. Um, you know, we know Kyrie. He's out. Um, Temple's out. And LeBron James is questionable. Um, what do you like here for Brooklyn? Levert. Levert's just on a tear right now, putting up a 
ton of shots almost every single night since he started in the since he's been in the starting lineup. He's had a few big games recently. He's getting it done all over the place. Like I know that he has massive upside. Dinwiddie, strangely enough, I know it's a tough matchup, but Dinwiddie is a little bit too cheap now at 6,800. I know that he hasn't been putting up big games and it's more Levert's team, but if I would play one or the other. Like one or the other is probably going to have a massive game at this price tag, assuming that this game ends up staying close, which I don't know if it will. I think that's more likely to. I know Brooklyn's in bad on the road, but if LeBron ends up missing, then like that's definitely a big big plus in terms of this game staying close but Dinwiddie or Levert are the two guys I'd probably go with like Allen been getting up more and more minutes to Jordan Jordan toughest matchup for a big Joe Harris is Joe Harris and I just never really want to play him Prince is cheap but just really really not doing anything outstanding any given game occasionally put up a lot of shots but this is not an easy matchup. Like it's just a tough matchup for everyone. But Levert and Dinwiddie, if this game stays close, one of them is going to go off for a massive game. Yeah, I like both of those guys as well. Um, I'll probably limit myself playing them together. I actually don't mind DeAndre Jordan here if he does um, end up starting. He started the other night and played really, really solid minutes. Um, not the greatest matchup in the world, but if he's going to play 29 minutes at 5,500, he has a ton of upside. Um, so I I don't hate DeAndre Jordan here, um, you know, if he gets to start. It really just comes down to if he gets to start. Um, on the Lakers side, if LeBron sits, we play Anthony Davis everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. If LeBron sits, we play Anthony Davis everywhere. Rondo probably becomes a free square at 3,300, like, be ready to change your lineups around quite a bit in the later games if you can. Um, Kuz sitting there at 4,400 if LeBron sits. Can crush, can get a boatload of minutes. Too cheap in that scenario. But, yeah, Davis becomes a lock and load. Rondo becomes a lock and load. And Kuzma becomes a good play. Outside of that, like, I don't know, maybe you take a shot on McGee or Howard at really, really low pricing here. Maybe they need a little bit more size. But, yeah, it all depends on the LeBron James news, which makes this slate incredibly tough, um, especially since they're the last game of the night and there's only three games at the end of the night. So be ready to pivot off of things in any scenario. Them being a 12-point favorite makes me think, like, he's going to play. But I could see them being a 12-point favorite with him sitting, too. Yeah, I mean, that's a big thing. Like, Brooklyn, it's they're a decent team. They're probably going to make it into the playoffs. They're not great, but they're much, much worse on the road compared to at home. They're 18 and 14 at home, 11 and 20, I think, on the road. They've been on a decent tear recently in terms of, like, putting up some numbers, but they haven't been great. Like, just them on the road make, flying all the way across the nation, like, literally one of the longest flights you can have. I don't know, like 12 points wouldn't surprise me if it stays around there with James out of the game. We finish it up with the Clippers at Golden State, taking on the Warriors. No total in this game. Clippers are good to go. Curry is questionable. Green and Looney are outs. Um, Let's start here with the Clippers side of things. They should be able to handle this game, but I feel like this game could potentially stay a little bit closer if – Curry plays uh, anything standing out to you for the Clippers yeah if Curry ends up playing then this I'd be a little bit more apt to play some of these guys um but no one like quite probably be my favorite of the bunch if this game stays close we'll play a bunch of minutes no he hasn't been great recently and his price tag's up there but he could be a guy that you could pivot off of if LeBron ends up sitting or not um if you need to change things around George played 37 minutes in the last game. Yes, it was against the Lakers. I don't know if they will plan on doing that with him here, but uh, George at 7,700, if he's going to play a lot of minutes in an up-paced matchup that's not good for Golden State's not good defensively, he's definitely a guy that I could end up playing a decent amount of uh, if this game ends up staying close, it'll crush. Uh, Harrell, he's fine at 6,100, but we've already talked about like seven or eight guys around the same price tag that I'd rather go with. Lou Williams, I know that he's super cheap, but 
he's not really getting a ton of run. He's not really doing a ton while he's in there. I know he's been shooting bad recently. I don't hate a tournament flyer on him. If, like, it's a deep field tournament. But realistically, I'm looking at Kawhi if I need to pivot off of Davis and Paul George just because he's a bit too cheap still. Yeah, I like Paul George a lot um, if Curry plays. Like, you know, luckily, like, we probably get Curry news early in the day. So, you know, after morning shoot around, we'll probably know if Curry's going to play or not. Uh, that's how we found out the other day. And then he didn't practice Sunday. They were off Monday. So, um, so if we get the news early in the day, we can kind of dictate how we want to approach this. If Curry doesn't play, I don't really have a ton of interest in these guys. I, I still think you have, I have a little interest in Paul George just because of his price. But, you know, I really don't have a ton of interest. Um, like, if Curry sits, you know, probably a game that, you know, you can almost scratch off. Maybe you take a shot on, like, a Lou Williams – just because he's 5,400 and he's eventually going to get it going again. Why not get it going against one of the worst defensive teams in the league? So, um, any interest here in the Golden State guys? I mean, if Curry ends up missing, I don't mind taking a shot on Poole or Damian Lee, although his price tag's a little bit up there. Maybe a little bit extra minutes, a little bit extra usage here. I don't mind either of them. Wiggins, 7,400. It's not a terrible play if this game stays close. And Curry's not playing. I obviously don't know too much about how they're going to work together. But without Curry, usage is going to go up. I don't think I'm taking a shot on Curry even at 7,800. I don't expect them to play him a ton of minutes. There's no real need to. He could put up a decent game at that price tag. But it's not an easy matchup defensively. So, like, it all depends on the Curry news. And if he's out, then – it would probably be the guards, Pool and Lee, that I'd be looking at. Um, the other guy, if Curry sits, that I think you could take a shot on is uh, Michael Mulder. Large field tournaments, but, you know, with his little 10-day contract situation and stuff, um, it sounds like he's going to sign a second-day contract. I know he hasn't signed it yet, but um, if he does, I, I just think that he's going to play like 30 minutes. But did Bowman – is Bowman back with the team? Do we know? Or is he still out? Let me check. I think he might be back with it. Like, yeah, he's not showing up on the injury report. Yeah, like, they said he would be reevaluated um, last last week. Um, he didn't play over the weekend. So, I, I just – you know, he's another guy that, like, you're going to have to kind of watch his status um, – on like if if you're taking a shot on Mulder, that's that's what I'm getting at. Um, don't play yeah. Mulder like blindly. Um, anything else? No, I think that's it. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, favorite play under five k to seven x. Uh, what do you got today? Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Um, Delva Dova. Dova. Grant's on the Deladova train with me. Yeah. Well, I just paid. Like, everything else kind of depends on injuries outside of the Chicago game. I'm going to take Derek White. Yeah. Um, Over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust up to, towards the top today? Uh, I'm going to go with Kevin Love. All right. Um, man, I wish I knew if Oladipo was going to play or not. Give me Valanciunas. Um, favorite 6X play, Grant. Doesn't matter the price. Who do you got that's going 6X today? Uh, I'm going Covington. Grant is fully on team revenge today. Um, I like it, Grant. I do. It's not even as much of a revenge. Like, I just – this is just going to be such a high – it's a perfect spot for him. And then revenge on top of it. I don't know, man. So yeah, it'll work out or it won't. One of those two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Trey Lyles here. Again, never feel really good about it. But I feel like he's a guy that could easily go 6X in this spot, assuming that some of these guys end up sitting. So, I'm going to go Trey Lyles. Um, give me a let's get weird GPP play of the day, Grant. 
Marketing's probably not weird, is he? Maybe like minutes wise, he could be weird. I mean, Marketing or Lou will like either one of them can go off, but if Marketing's going to be high owned, I I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, I'm going to go with Jeff Green. <laughs> Just because we talked about him, my let's get weird GPP plays have been on fire. This is probably where it comes to um, the end here. Like Kobe White was ruined on Monday by Middleton and DiVincenzo. But um, all right, Grant, game selection question. What's standing out to you? Doesn't matter the site. Uh, anything cash tournament standing out to you today? I mean, over on Monkey Knife Fight, between 2 and 4 Eastern, they're offering – uh, increased odds so like they'll pick random games that have increased odds if you like betting player props then you'll you'll enjoy it over there and there's some pretty decent odds all right uh like it i'm gonna go down to my low stakes players today uh the elbow shot the two dollar single entry tournament over there on DraftKings. Pays out 23% of the field. Top 10's under 30%. Uh, like this tournament, somebody is going to turn $2 into 500 bucks. That's a pretty good ROI. Um, and you know, you're not going to play against a lot of like pros in this type of contest. So um, like this tournament, if you're over there building a bankroll and trying to get better with single entry, you know, check out the $2 elbow shot over there on DraftKings. Uh, Grant, you got a favorite over-under today? I'm going to go with the spread. Un- it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm just going to go with the under on the Minnesota-Houston game. It's pretty darn high. It's already dropped two points. It's still going to be a high-scoring game, but it's – I mean, last time I said that, it was New Orleans versus Minnesota, and see, we all see how that turned out. I think they hit the over like five minutes into the fourth. Um, I was trying to – I want to get my 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 streaks at three. I want to keep it rolling here. Um, man, I have a hard time. I'm gonna go with Boston minus one here. Um, I'm gonna lock that in. I think that Boston beats the Pacers at Indiana today. I know Indiana is like eight and two over the last ten games, and they've been absolutely rolling. Um, and they've been a really really good team at home. But I'm gonna go with the Boston Celtics today. I like it. Statement game. Statement game for Boston. That's what it's going to be. Um, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Play Covington. <laughs> That's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. If you are into NASCAR, you can check out the recap and preview show on Rotor Grinders Live at 9 p.m. Eastern tonight. It's free NASCAR show. He is Gene for I am Stevie TPFL. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you guys again tomorrow. Hey, kids.